This is CliffCentral.com. 360 biz on cliffcentral.com it is 360 biz.com my name is Debo Homa welcome to another exciting installment of 360 biz it is a beautiful Wednesday evening you know that whenever you hear us on air we bring you all things business we bring in subject matter expert we bring in regulators we bring in industry champions you know this is a show that we hold people accountable but unfortunately or most fortunately today we're not holding anybody accountable but we're bringing you informers uh, and you know what uh, it's 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 very exciting um, that that uh, today I'm doing two things that I love um, the most being radio definitely that is my first love and uh, the second thing of love uh, that I do today you know what is property so I'm just in love you see so <laughs> so it is love indeed um, right here in studio and interesting enough me walking in. Uh, I'm bumping into an old colleague of mine that I've been seen in a couple of years, man. You know, um, I think the last time I saw him, we were both still waiting behind the ears. But uh, I've seen that, you know what? You know, we've we've gotten wiser, and we've gotten um, tougher the most um, in regards to the business or the industry that we're in um, as a whole. And as dear sister of mine, that she's, you know what? Um, I was supposed to have met. Um, before I could even start out, that's why I want to confess and apologize on air. Uh, traffic has been a bad, it's nightmare. Um, in Jobek, I'm coming all the way from Mapumalanga. Um, yes, yes. And we've got a new brother, um, you know, at, uh, in studio that you'll get an opportunity, um, to hear. You know, people, they think they do property. The next thing you come into studio, I was then you ask yourself, would <laughs> You know, this property thing, does it, does it have to do with the looks or what does it cause now? Leroy comes here looking all swagalicious, you know. But anyway, you'll get to hear the, the guests that we have in studio. I'm not alone in studio. I'm with my boy, Bulelani. But, but how are you, Fana? I'm good, 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 sir. I'm I, good. I'm having I, a good day. Okay. I see the range is growing. Now there's the sweaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's merchandise now. It oh. Just it kills me because I have to wear it in the heat, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so when the question comes up, um, don't you think it's hot? I'm like, no, actually it's not. And then I cough a little bit just to simmer it down. Is it? Yeah, but I'm very excited about uh, today's show because mm-hmm. I've been having quite a few property questions in mind. Okay. And But I was looking forward to the show because I'm looking at buying a property. Is it? And yeah, so um, hopefully my questions will be answered. I tried Googling someone and the two famous um, property apps in the country, but I wasn't getting the answers. I was reading their blogs. I wasn't getting the answers that I had. So I hope the show would also cater for us uh, private buyers. Yeah. No, Bulenani has given it away that we're talking property. I had not given it away yet, but hey, he just did. (laughs) (laughs) The discussion today is the real state of property in South Africa. I mean, due to the improved Political and economical sentiment. I mean, the recent interest rate cut and improved outlook for economic growth. There's evidence of affordable areas in South Africa's economic heartland, um, housing as well as other accessibly priced properties of various regions becoming more and more appealing. I know Cape Town, Bulelani, it's one of the most um, appealing uh, markets right now with the most, even smallest properties, um, Becoming expensive. I mean, South Africa is fortunate in that uh, it has a young growing population which has yet to enter the housing market with affordable considerations, making uh, sectional title properties the uh, preferred 
entry point for first-time buyers, the demand for sectional title properties is likely to remain brisk of the foreseeable future. However, the recent land expropriation without compensation continues to sell papers and raise temperatures among South Africans. I mean, I know that in studio I've got a, um, an entrepreneur who's in that space. I don't know whether she's appropriate, she's, um, you know, at expropriating property or she's buying, but she will tell us it has been seen <laughs> as a major concern by rating agencies and actively in real estate in being hampered by uncertainty that this debate has delivered. In a recent survey, 28% um, of res- uh, respondents indicated that the land expropriation without compensation causes uncertainty regarding property as an investment, and about 23% of the respondents said that the concern about um, the prevent political uncertainty on the positive rise uh, on the positive side. 35% of respondents still regard property as a secure asset, while 28% regard it as still an increasing in value. Our guest today will share their journey in the property entrepreneurship. To talk to us about the, this exciting discussion that we have in studio, we've got Debo Homolefe. Um, he's not here yet. I think he's still coming. He's the founder of First Class Property SA, um, you know, and real estate entrepreneur. And we've got Leroy Slava, who's the director of Property Pick. A property, a professional property investor, speaker and trainee. Um, Leroy started very young uh, in, in this space and I know she, he bent, um, himself and his fingers, um, when he started. Uh, I've got, uh, Bushem Gumete, uh, who is the co-founder of Africa Pure, uh, property. And I've got a dear friend of mine, uh, Tandega. Uh, Tandega, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a slap. I forgot to give your, uh, my, my producer your, your company, um, you know, names, uh, but we, we're gonna give you an opportunity, um, you know, to tell us. Maybe let's start with you so that, you know what, you properly introduce yourself so that I do justice to you, Abo. <laughs> okay, um. Yeah. Say hi to our listeners. Oh, tell hi, us who hi, you hi, are hi, hi and to what the is listeners. That you do. Um, my name is Tandega Nombanjinji. I'm the managing director of Nombanjinji Family Property. Mm. We are a commercial Property group whose core focus is on township development. Um, we we specialize in the development, maintenance, and management of um, commercial, retail, and um, residential infrastructure. Um, our business offerings are commercial space letting, um, from office space letting, um, retail space letting, uh, residential space letting, and long-term lease solutions. Yes, no, that is indeed Tandega no Manjinji. Um, anyway, we're gonna get to hear more, Hori. Is she expropriating the land or is she buying? <laughs> so that's the part that <laughs> we cannot definitely uh, <laughs> live without her telling us. Tell us. Uh, yes. <laughs> Bukle, take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Hi, I'm Bukle Kumete, and I'm the co-founder of Africa Pure Property. And essentially what we focus on are three core areas, and that is green and brownfield, residential developments focused on the um, low to low middle income space. We also look at sale and leaseback transactions within um, the industrial sector and we've also just recently introduced a a new node for us which is the rosebank uh, commercial greenfield development node and that's essentially what we focus on mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I must switch. I must just switch off your mic. The market, the market is very big. It's is big it? enough for everyone. No, it definitely is big. Let me go to my boy, Leroy, Leroy Slava. Mm-hmm. Say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is that you do. Hi, listeners. Um, my name is Leroy Slava. I'm an investor, a coach. I'm also a speaker for Rich Dad Education South Africa, and I'm the director of Property Pick, which is. A property portal where we connect investors with motivated sellers. It's also a portal where power team members, attorneys, architects, builders mm-hmm. can come and advertise their services. So basically like a one-stop shop for, for an investor. Mm-hmm. So that will be launching on Monday. It will be live on Monday. So so we're quite excited about that. No, so, so I mean, we, I'm hoping that you're going to tell us more about... Um, I mean the launch that 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 you're having, yeah. you know. But hey, let's let you know that they said ladies first, and already you've you've already set you've already set the tone. Um, you know, Tandega, uh, tell us you 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 said uh, it's no manjinji family property. No manjinji. No ba. No ba. Yes, I'm right. What did I say? You said no manjinji. Oh, no manjinji. Yes, it's no manjinji family property. Okay, so so it it sounds like a family business. Yes, yes, and, it and, is. And I know your father started with a vision, mm-hmm. and you took it up. Yes. Tell us a bit about that. Uh, well, the 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 company was uh, um, founded. By my late father, Mr. Likwano Banjinji. Okay. Um, he was one of the, you know, one of the established uh, property developers within the Soweto area. Um, we started off with, uh, um, like from like an informal business, you know, from mm. butcheries, bakeries, and so I growing up, I grew up in a family that um, that was of entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, so, so the, the, this this entrepreneurial thing you inherited from home. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's 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 guys. Let's let's not be shy about that, eh? And 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 for <laughs> no, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, for me, for 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 me, the the entrepreneur in my family was my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So and and for me, uh, I inherited it by circumstance, not by choice. Yeah. Because I couldn't be a normal child and be playing. I needed to be home making sure there's stock, there's this and that because there was this puzzle shop as well. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. So, but this thing grew in me. Now it has become a big part of me. Absolutely. I think our journey is very similar. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an inheritance, but also at, um, within the same breath, I have to say that um, it's also it has to be somehow your passion mm-hmm. and you have to have the drive in order to be able to thrive. You was know, it your passion? It it was. It became my passion. Uh, or it but became? It became my passion. I like that. Because beca- um, yeah. wha- when, when I started, I actually started in the motor industry mm-hmm. um, because I needed my own independence uh, from the family businesses uh but obviously with my dad's passing and with him being sick with cancer um you know i decided to be a part of the 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 family business and um for me it was more of a personal decision Mm -hmm. because um what's more important to me is uh the thing of uh uh, generational creating generational wealth and creating a generational legacy Mm. so for me it was about taking my dad's uh what he's worked on taking his legacy and taking it to another level okay do you have siblings Yes, I do. Older, younger. Uh, I've got. Um, I, I had two older brothers. Okay. The one is late, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I've one. I've got one older brother and one younger sister. Is it? Okay, but then I've never asked you, dude. 
Where do you get entrepreneurship? Uh, something you learn a strategy. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um, I don't. I can't. I can't even explain where it came from. But I think I could trace it as far as trying to sell sweets or maybe my queen. That's kind of where I started. Okay. Mm. Because I think the idea there was, I don't know where it came from, but yeah. there was a mentality that was instilled that you sell this, you get this much, whether mm. it was school or mm. maybe my granddad or whatever. Mm. And because I think as, as uh, the only entrepreneurial traces I could find in my family was my granddad through mm. his small nyana farm, nyana, you know. Mm. Oh, so those are the traces. You were, not, you were not there working in a farm. No, 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 no. That farm, so, so obviously he left it to his kids and his kids, my uncle, well, let me not name drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did whatever they did with yeah. it and it's no longer there. You see, let's now you're building a massive. Let's go expropriate it. <laughs> let's go expropriate it. Let me cut to my boy, Leroy. Yes, mm. sir. Are you good, Fana? Good, man. Good, good man. man. Tell me, where, how did you start? With property. Mm. Um, I started, my father passed away mm. and he left me a house. Also, oh, you are also inherited. It's, that's what happened. Are we the only ones that are not inherited? So he left me a house in 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 Boxburg, in in Dawn Park. Okay. And I didn't want to live in the house, so what I did was, I sold the house and I bought a townhouse closer to where my mother was because I wanted to be closer to her because she was alone. Okay. And then the guy I bought the the townhouse from, he bought the house at an auction, at a sheriff's auction. Okay. So he bought it at a sheriff's auction. He sold it to me. And once the deal was completed, the estate agent came and I said, listen, how much is it got, did this guy buy this house for? And he bought it for like three, four hundred thousand. And I, and I bought it for about six hundred thousand. And I said, listen, man, something, yeah. something is wrong with this picture. Why am I buying it yeah. at six hundred and he's buying it at three hundred, three fifty, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then I said, listen, let me go look for this auction. And I went, I looked for this, for the auction. Okay. And I got a few people together. I said, listen, actually, uh, my mother and some family members, I said, listen, let's put some bucks together mm. and let's go buy the auction. Mm. When are you, you, you literally practice the, uh, the, the, um, <laughs> the principle, the, the, your first investors are the three Fs. Mm, are the friends, the family, and the fools? Yeah. Mm. So you. <laughs> <laughs> I got them all. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah, and then I went to the auction. Went there first. Which auction? The Boxburg Sheriff's auction. Okay. And I went there, stood there, first week, second week. No one wanted to. Give it, it gets full now. It though. gets full. It's it's a bit of a scary place. Your first, yeah. your first few times there, and yeah. no one wanted to help me. I was getting advice. And then I said, listen, and we bought the first one. Mm-hmm. Bought the first one. How much was the first one? I think it was about 300,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, townhouse or house? It was a townhouse. Okay. 300,000, but with all the expenses, it came to about 400,000. Shavers commission, outstanding rates. Mm-hmm. A lot of things you need to know at the Shavers auction. Yeah. Shavers commission. So it came up to about, I think, 400,000. We sold it for 480,000. It was a few months later. Okay, so you made about eighty thousand. Made about eighty thousand, which so took a while because obviously I didn't know how to sell it quickly. Yeah. That time. Okay. And then went back, bought the second one, bought the third one, made some mistakes, made some money, mm. and then I was in it. Is it? Now we're gonna come to the issue of the mistakes. Let's come to. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let's come to Butler. Butler, how did you start? Um, I'd say I started by. Getting a trust. Yeah. Complete accident, actually. I'm the opposite to everyone else was here. Okay. Um, so I, I come from an investment banking background. 
I was in the corporate finance space and my second job was in a sort of private equity I environment. Ho- okay, I hope not the Sentin company. Uh, they they up there. <laughs> it's somewhere in Sentin. I won't I won't mention what I, the what I the think I know, but it will traumatize me. Okay, continue. <laughs> Um, so I started off in, in investment banking and then I moved over to private equity. And when I joined private equity, a lot of the guys that used to come to us for cash mm-hmm. were guys, say six out of 10 of the guys were guys in the property space. And I'd never seen property in my life. So I started asking myself, what is it about property that I don't know? And I started doing some research and some reading and my exposure during my stint there in corporate allowed me to eventually become really good at property, understand it really well to the mm. extent that I saw that I could do it myself and that's what I ended up doing and uh, going out on my own. Is it? Yeah. So so but but I think I think there's there's a lot of things that you I think you you you're touching on the surface as to how you started. Mm. Yes, I am actually touching on the surface. Um you know what the thing is? Mm. The thing is it's it's for me I think property is all about exposure. Okay. If you've never been exposed to property, um, whether it's friends or, or, or family or people that, that you see around you who are in the property space, you will never understand it. Most people, when they drive around and let's say they go take a drive around Santin and you see all the cranes, you're not thinking, who are the guys that own this? Mm. Yeah. How are they making money? You just say, wow, there's a new discovery building that's up there and you just mm. drive past like, oh, this is going to look great for the area. You never think about all the guys that are, in the background, making money and understanding how That's that true. whole ecosystem actually works, and for me, it was just that curiosity that eventually got me into into that space. Bulelani, uh, I know Bulelani. The minute Bulelani sees a development in Tembisa, goes knocking. What's happening? Yeah, well, I think for me, it's not to be. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the, the curiosity for uh, for me really won't necessarily because I'm not in that space. But yeah. obviously, we work with quite a few developments um, in the country when they set up. So whatever franchises come in, we would do the branding and whatever because mm-hmm. I run a branding manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. But I think, apart from what he's mentioning, there's a lot of us that see things happening on a daily basis, but no one is curious enough to yeah. ask. But yeah. Ganja, mm-hmm. you know, Ganja. Mm-hmm. But all of us want to really move our lives to a whole new level. Sure. Hmm. So, so, so now maybe guys, uh, we we we've Tandega, uh, you find. A lot of space. Okay, let me say this industry that we're in, especially property. There's few women that are in the space. I know because I'm there, and I know because I sit in the right tables. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, how's the environment for you, and how are we receiving you as men? I must say it's it is um in the beginning it was very intimidating intimidating I won't lie about that mm-hmm. um the industry is unfortunately still you know uh predominantly um you know um uh, male dominated okay and but um I must say that uh with um with 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 uh um Institutions such as Women's Property Network, mm-hmm. you actually get to meet other females. Oh, there's um, yes, there's okay. an institution called uh, Women's Property Network. Um, there's actually you know a group of women from you know architects, um, you know to quantity surveyors, is it? yeah, okay. to developers. When are you inviting me there? Oh, <laughs> but it's for women. <laughs> 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 
You may never know. Maybe I could be coming as a speaker, you know? Yeah, yeah. you know, I'll, 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 I'll speak you know. to Sandy, uh, who's the CEO there. Uh, we'll speak, I'll speak to her and see if maybe you could come in and maybe, yeah, you could share, you know. Yeah. Uh, some insight yes. from yeah uh-huh. a male perspective. Yes, Little <laughs> maybe might know, might get an investor there, or maybe get a project to invest, yeah. or maybe get a wife. You may never know. But do you feel that that the industry is accommodative to women? Um, it is quite difficult, but um. I think you have to be more of a, you know, you have to be strong-willed mm-hmm. um, and don't always take no for an answer. So somehow, you know, when you they say, Mele u yeah. you just have to, you know. Yes, you have to force your way in. Mm. Yeah, um, that's, the, you know, the, and you actually have to show determination. And uh, that's the only way really they'll, you know, hear, hear you out. Mm. Okay, guys, you know, my, my concern sitting here and sitting the way I am is that, you know, people, everyone, um, think glorifies entrepreneurship. Now people want to be entrepreneurs. People see us in properties. Uh, I mean, I've recently launched my property show, um, you know, on DSTV channel 412 called hashtag real estate. I'm going to have you guys, by the way, um, on the show as well, uh, for us to have those discussions. And people are thinking, oh, it's so easy there. Do you understand? No. Guys, Let's tell people, <laughs> hey. you can run man without a cent coming in. You, you can run uh, without cent coming in. Mm. And right now, so at some point, even banks would even finance you to flip. Mm. Do you understand? And for that matter, sometimes you, let's say you've got a, you've got a property, you found a project. There's not even capital to, to do the renovation mm. or to work on that project or do this and that. Do you understand? Can, can we maybe discuss some of the challenges, um, that, that, or maybe let's start with the mistakes first. Do you understand? Uh, Leroy, what were some of your mistakes where you bend your fingers as far as property is concerned? The first mistake I made was, I think it was the second or the third property that I bought was, um, at the sheriff's auction, they don't always give you the correct addresses. True. So sometimes the address. Mm-hmm. So when I went and I looked at the property, and you can't get into all of them. Because yeah. when you look at them, there's not always someone at, at home at the time. Yeah. So the mistake I made was, I didn't get into the property, so okay. I didn't know what it looked like inside. Okay. Secondly, is I stood outside and I said, okay. And in the location, some of the location, there's no house numbers. numbers yeah. And anyway, I thought it was that one. I went and I put it. I was a successful bidder. Yes. Got the property. How much? Oh, I think I bought it for one seventy. Okay. One seventy. I think it was about two two hundred five with with all the, the other expenses. Okay. And and I bought the wrong property, mm. so I thought I was buying the one on this side of the street, <laughs> but I bought the one opposite the street. Ace. And anyway, that was a mistake. But I, I sold it for like four hundred thousand. So I almost made like a double, double, double the amount. Yeah. But the mistake was I bought the wrong property. Okay. So when you get there, was it was it um, was it better? Was it worse? It was. It was. It was slightly worse. Yeah. But. But it was more the properties weren't that different in the in the street. Yeah, let let let, let me tell you guys. For me, the, the, <laughs> it was the worst, but yet the best. Um, I get there. Um, I it was the same. The 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 address was wrong. 
So the next thing the address took me to to a stand to a, a do you understand? And even the the, the 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 description was saying it's a stand. Do you understand? Yeah. So it was not a house. Mm. So um and as well when I got there um to 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 go, to check it out it was a stand. Do you understand? Mm. But like you said for me but like the stand was next door the house was this side. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm. So I think whoever that put together the thing thought it was um this stand. And actually it was the house. Oh. So then I bought, um, they said, no, it's in Texas are this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> so when I got there, now after I beat it, I won the beat. And now having to go take now my stand, thinking, <laughs> oh, now I want to start doing fencing and this and that. Now people are coming, uh, why you want to be fencing my stand? No, yeah. I bought this and this. <laughs> Do you understand? And now when I went to municipality checking, it's actually a house. And a house that was bigger, you know. Oh, it was kitchen <laughs> indeed. Do you understand? And I mean, I could easily, I mean, I easily made about three fifty to three hundred mm, nice. profit um, on that property. Do you understand? No. But I know others have 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 been the worst. Do yeah. you understand? Yeah. But what has been some of your mistakes? I think for me, my biggest mistake when I started the game was, okay. So as 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 I said earlier on. Um, we look at the low to low middle income rental accommodation space. Okay. And one of our big nodes um, outside of the townships was the inner city. And I realized I at the time, city. I love it too, yeah. but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my issues are with it now. Okay. When I looked at it at the time, I realized that we were coming in at a point where the inner city was not scalable enough anymore. Mm. So we, we were entering the inner city when one, the, Property prices were were really high mm-hmm. on a per square meter basis to make your rentals work for that particular kind of market. Okay. So I lost a couple of months um, trying to do transactions there that that I could see financially were not feasible, and I discovered that there were better markets actually. But it was just my drive to make something happen in a city that made me lose a lot of time there. And I think a lot of people don't do enough research and time the market well enough to know when to. Enter a particular market or mm. exit a particular market, because hmm. in fact the guys who were the pioneers of the inner city were all leaving the inner city. So the guys who started it were moving out the inner city, and mm. here I am trying to come into the inner city. Okay, and that was, I think, for me, my biggest mistake. You said you're going to tell me what's your problem now with it. What's your problem with it now? It's way overpriced. The properties mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. very very overpriced. So um, I I don't want to get too technical for for the listeners, but you should be buying in the inner city. If you want to do a conversion, which is a brownfield, um, you should be buying anywhere sort of between 2,000 and below 2,000 rand a square meter. If you're buying anything above that, then it's very hard to make your numbers work. Hmm. Interesting. Never looked at it that way. Um, do you agree with him? Look, uh, yeah, the, uh, I think they are a bit overpriced. Um, Central Johannesburg you're talking yes. about, mm-hmm. yeah. So so I focus mostly in the Boxburg. Um, but what I like about the inner cities as well is that, <coughs> is that you'll always have tenants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. Uh, it's close to, yeah, it's I close love to I the taxi events. Yeah, it's, it's close it's to work. Yeah. So if you can, if you can negotiate the thing at the right price, mm-hmm. and and you'll always have because most people are moving from let's say from the townships or the mm-hmm. homelands, they move to the inner city, mm-hmm. and then from there they move yeah. out. So so that's one of the reasons I. I, I love the inner city. Guys, you see, for me, I go anyway. Yeah. You understand? 
And when I get there, the minute I start seeing high density, I see a lot of people going wherever, confusing. You don't know where's this one going, where's this one. <laughs> that's why I get excited because yeah. I see money. Do you yeah. understand? Yeah. Um, I mean, with, with these people, that's why I know Rhino here, there's, there's a future, there's something going on. Mm. What has been some of your mistakes, Tandega? Um, my biggest mistake that I can remember, um, it was <laughs> being stuck in a bad lease agreement <coughs> with the tenant. Um, you know, um, at the time, you know, I just did a basic lease agreement, mm-hmm. um, you know, just thinking, okay, it's just a lease agreement, um, not thinking of the legal repercussions okay. that may, uh, you know, uh, come from, um, from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, we had an incident where a, a tenant was, um, he felt that he had the right to stay. In the in 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 the property, uh, because of a, a a clause that was in the lease that we've overlooked, um, and that actually taught me a lesson that you shouldn't use just a regular attorney. Sometimes mm. uh, you must actually That's use true. a that property so specific true. attorney. Mm. That is so true. That will look at every agreement mm. word for word. And, you know, and not just an attorney that you'll give the documents to and say, hey, or, or just draft something. Uh, sit down with him and actually find out for yourself what those things mean and mm. what, what those terms, you know, entail and, um, and how would they impact you, whether positively or negatively. Mm. So I would always advise people to use property specific Attorneys. Yeah. So you know <laughs> what 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 you're saying. It's so, it's so true. Um. When when I started off now, obviously I was accumulating property. I wanted to put up protection structures. So um, what I did is that I went to my lawyer, uh, my attorney, uh, my man. I need a trust. And you know, then yeah. he quickly put it up. Uh, you know, registered and whatever. Immediately on the spot, I took put two properties there. Yeah. So now, as I get deep into this, yeah. now obviously you meet people that specializes yes. in this and that. So now I meet now trust attorneys, Janice, and people that specialize to say, dude, mm. you know, our job is to protect you to make sure things are well structured. You know, they look at this thing and they say, this thing is not even worth the paper it's written it, on. Absolutely. <laughs> and it had so much loopholes. That, that I could easily go down. And right now I've already put in properties, I've already put in assets. Mm. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. And right now there's even clauses that even, um, stop me or that, that even disturb me from amending or making certain changes as far as huh. that is concerned. Yes. So you're like, yo, mm. you know, it's, it's, so that's why it's important to the issue that get industry specific lawyers when yes, you're dealing with, very, very with, 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 and also not just getting those lawyers, but also be in the know as to what is going on in that contract. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you know, um, you, the tenants don't care about your lawyers. It's between you and them. So you need to know the contents thereof and know what's going on and be able to, um, you know, uh, process through with, with, with that. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. Leroy, tell me, what is a distressed, um, okay, what's a description of a distressed seller? And what does property pick, um, do to assist, um, them? So a distressed seller would be anyone that is either financially distressed, retrenched, business is not doing well, they can't afford the bonds, someone who's perhaps divorced, Someone who's immigrating, maybe moving to Australia, New Zealand. Motivated sellers. Motivated sellers. That's yes. someone, someone who's motivated to sell. So yeah. that's what I deal with. I deal with motivated sellers. Okay. How do you find them though? Um, 
a few ways. I've got marketing. I've got, I've got Facebook. Yeah. I've got um, I paint walls in Boxburg that says we buy houses for cash. Mm. I've got referrals, estate agents, I auctions. Mm. So we've got like the funnel. So there's mm. different ways that they that they come in. So what we designed with Property Pick, we saw that for an investor, the main challenges are finding the deals. Mm. Some people have money mm. and they don't have deals. Mm. So what we said, we said, why not create a platform where a motivated seller can come put his property on there and an investor can, and we can, mm. and we can connect them with, without the middleman, the estate agents. Mm. And they could, and on there we've got lease agreements, we've got offer to purchases, we've also got power teams. Okay. You guys were talking about, about the attorneys getting professionals among mm-hmm. properties. So an attorney can come advertise so you can get, you can get a good deal. Mm-hmm. Depending on what your strategy is, and probably there's different strategies, buy True. to sell, yeah. buy to let, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you can find the deal, have the documents, and you can have the power team as well. You can get an attorney, an architect to build in one site. Yeah. So that's what we, that's what we created for, for investors. Hmm. Okay, so are you, are you strictly using investors to, to, to fund your? To fund the, 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 the business? Mm. No, we're funding it ourselves. Is it? We're funding it ourselves. Oh, so okay. we, we actually, we actually just completed it this week. So on Monday, it'll be, we're launching it on Monday. It'll be live on Monday. Oh, Is it? Yeah. oh yeah. What are you, what are you launching? Can, tell us quickly about that. Um, it'll be property picks. It'll be the website will be live and we'll start with the marketing okay. next week. Is it? Of it. Yeah. So, so that'll be quite, quite interesting. Okay. So instead of you guys going around looking for deals, we're going to bring it all to one mm. site. Mm. And then you can just come in there. Obviously, it'll be at a fee mm. to have access to these deals. And then you can come to one site, you and Bulalani. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Tanera, tell me, how do you, what, what kind of deals do you structure? I mean, he deals with distressed uh, properties and mm-hmm. those kind of deals uh, in your company. Uh, normally, with us, uh, we actually search for available land mm-hmm. uh, where we we, to we identify. No, <laughs> <laughs> you've not answered my question. <laughs> do, you, do, do you expropriate? <laughs> do, or do you buy? <laughs> no, we buy. Oh, okay. <laughs> for now, oh, okay. yeah. uh, we yes, we identify land and then we purchase that land and mm-hmm. uh, we. Begin. Obviously, we do our feasibility studies as okay. to you know what would be suitable um, to, to 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 develop in that um, area or mm-hmm. the land. Um, then we, after that, will obviously start our uh, process of uh, development. Mm. How do you finance the development? Uh, we normally finance ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, but we do have finance houses that assist us should we need assistance in certain. Oh, okay, so I guess you've got a balance sheet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but the deals that you deal with? So, the, um, as I said, we focus on three areas. Mm-hmm. On the residential side, what we tend to do there is that we we love the township at the moment. So, mm-hmm. we're buying um, Ama, what we'd call the apartheid four, Ama four, four house. Ama, Ama four rooms. Yes, yeah. Ama four rooms, but okay. with big yards. Okay. We demolish those. And then we build 18 to 20 apartment units there. There's something very unique actually about um, Soweto and the way that Soweto is zoned mm. as town planning. You can densify up to two stories without having to rezone that. Mm. You're kidding just, me. That is just, that's just you're free information that I'm giving <laughs> to the public. You know about that. <laughs> yes. Is it? I'm, I'm sharing this for market. free. Mm, I should okay. be charging actually. I'm waiting for my... For my yeah. <laughs> <your> yeah. payment, <laughs> for my payment. Yeah. Um, 
So it's a very unique uh, market, and and you you mentioned. I must come invest in Soweto, you guys, Musa. Mm. You know what? You, you you mentioned a very very small thing earlier on. You spoke about densification, mm. and that's where South Africa is going. Highly densified, concentrated mm. areas where the demand is guaranteed mm. to always be there. Yeah, and you know we just provide we our whole aim is to provide quality low to low middle income mm. accommodation. Quality being the keyword that mm. you could have an apartment that makes you aspire to move to Santon one day, and that's what we focus on. On the industrial side, um, they're very structured finance deals, so those are sale and lease back transactions. Mm. How that essentially works is that we have an owner tenant, so a company that owns the actual. Industrial property mm-hmm. They sell it to me And once they've sold it to me They then sign a lease to me again For a long term And we agree um, the, the escalations of that property mm-hmm. And that then comes down to Just how you structure that particular deal And there the most important thing Will be the tenant And the financial strength Of the tenant hmm. Okay So then how are you financing um, Let's say for, for instance The township property Those are very difficult deals So Obviously, the the one thing that you would worry about is how you secure the land. So the way that we secure the land is we say, look, I mean, most of these properties are family properties. And we say, look, if no one's using the property, bring in your property, you put it in as equity, mm. and then we'll fund the construction element of it. Okay. Or alternatively, if they want to keep the property, you say to them, look, um, we'll build the entire thing. You'll have a room that's there. You'll have life rights on it. And you'll also get um, some kind of shareholding in terms of the income stream. And that's how we try and entice people to actually sell their properties to us. Nice. So mm. it's a win-win for everyone. I like it. Yeah. 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 Now we must have a chat. I might be showing too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, but guys, I'm going to hence even when the show started. I said we, we inform and educate. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? That, that, that is the point. Guys, for me, um, for me to actually go mainstream in business, uh, believe it or not, it 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 started with somebody that I heard on radio. Do you understand? So I think that's why, as much as I do television, I love radio more because I think I've learned to understand the the influence uh, on radio. It's by far more powerful than the influence on TV, yes. and you don't know the difference that you're making in 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 um in someone's life. Bulelani, you ran away. I was wanting to ask because in Tembisa, you guys don't have special zoning, guys, uh, and you guys are busy erecting. Double stories there without zoning, <laughs> without municipal plans. Eh? What, what are you guys doing? No, man. Um, a Kurulen is a free for all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not speaking as a council member or whatever, but I mean, th- th- that's literally what's happening. People are erecting 25, 26 um, rooms or mm. whatever in mm. suits and whatever, you know, without any documentation. I remember one conversation I had with one gentleman, I was asking him, so. What sort of paperwork do you need for this? It's like what paperwork, man? <laughs> you mm. just build, man. Yeah. And I think, but I think it's it's gotten to a point where the municipality is going to be very hard mm. for the municipality mm. to reverse that because no one's going to want to demolish a house. But I like his particular method because one client of mine, um, who's got a property in Hyde Park, did the very same thing. I think it's about three thousand squares. Yes. There was a small house in there. He approached the developer and said, "Listen, we could build." Six amazing properties, yeah. So I keep one, you keep one, yeah. we sell the four. I don't pay any building costs. He said, Yes, they struck the deal. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I, I think, Leroy, it's, it, it's all in the deal making, eh? How you negotiate that deal yeah. and how you put together that deal, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's something that, that, that we tend to miss. 
um, as, as entrepreneurs. Tandega, when I know no one taught you how to structure deals, um, you know, you were just thrown in. Yes, <laughs> basically. Um, that's why it was important for me to go to seminars, uh, get as much information as possible that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm a firm be- believer in mentorship. Mm. Um, so I, uh, you know, I've got a couple of mentors that are, mm. that have gone through, you know, the same, uh, path, um, that I'm embarking on. Mm-hmm. Um, mentorship is very important. Because those people will tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. They will guide you, um, you know, and they all, like mostly available when you need, uh, you know, assistance and guidance as to how to structure certain deals. Mm. Uh, because um, unfortunately, with certain um, uh, deals in property, you 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 don't actually do them by the book. Yeah. If I can say mm. so, um, you know, there's uh, there's certain other. Avenues um, that you have to uh, approach certain deals, so you know mentors really come in handy when it comes to such, and mm. also getting informed, and um, yeah, and making sure that uh, you're well equipped. Mm. Lero, we break a lot of rules in property. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we break a lot of rules uh, in, in 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 property, and we 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 use a lot of power and strings, and you know. And things like that. Um, you, you see, Tanaka is finding a nice way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. To say yeah. that the certain deals and require a certain way of approaching it. But now, how important for you is to a uh, mentorship for a person that is starting off? Look, that's, that's, that's very important because what I believe is all the mistakes have already been made in property. Mm. All the mistakes in property, you can make a lot of money. But you can also lose a lot of money. It's not, yeah. you're not dealing with hundreds of lands here. We're dealing with hundreds of thousands, millions. Mm. And I would, I would, it's, it's important. I actually met with my mentor yesterday mm. and we were looking at a deal and he, and he gave me some insights. And for someone starting out, I would say before you even buy a property, get yourself some basic education. Mm. I'm talking mm. about either find someone who's doing it successfully, find a, a, a workshop, two day, three day, um, online courses, read books, but 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 find someone who is doing it who can guide you through those hmm. those and and f- f- find someone who's doing it. Butler, you guys, uh, you did you find somebody that is doing it? Yes, I did. Okay, uh, I've got several mentors actually who are running very successful listed um, property funds. Is it? And that's where I got my mentorship. So I did. Uh, when I, when I you don't count, when I you're a model entrepreneur. But then I've never heard you speak about a mentor. Yeah. Um, or being mentored <laughs> by whatever. I know, uh, guys, for me, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to be concerned because I don't, I, I don't have a mentor. For me, I just started. Do you understand? And I don't know whether it was a beginner's luck or it was, do you understand? Mm-hmm. But I doubt, I would say it's a beginner's luck because I mean, how many businesses I've, I've managed to, to, I've met people along the way and mm-hmm. people that I've consulted with, um, you know, people that I've asked help because I'm not ashamed to, to ask help. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. I've never really had somebody They say it's a mentor He has done it And you know I run to him With every little whatever No I mm. don't I Maybe guys Maybe I'm reading a wrong script Yo, Mentors So last I checked I think I had three mentors I'm not too sure what's going on You see what I mean <laughs> But the thing is But I think for me It's uh, When I need something I've got people I can bounce ideas off Yeah It's been a year though. I've not met with anyone probably going to meet in the next month or two but I think it's essential to have those key things so I think that my frustration right now in my business and where we are at now 
Now we need industry experts, yeah. you know. So the mentors I have would not particularly be industry experts, but they are business experts in their own right, running mm-hmm. companies, playing in different spaces, whether it be it finance or whatever. But in terms of my company now, now we need industry experts. Now this would be an oldish white or black guy who's been running, doing this thing for 50 or 40 years to give the ins and outs of how do you run this particular mm-hmm. cycle because we've entered into the manufacturing space and we are seeing flames. Mm-hmm. Mm. So no no we are mm. entrepreneurship is not hard we are no, seeing no, no, no. a lot yeah. of flames so now we need the technical expertise because the entrepreneurial he he ha ha now mm. doesn't work now now you need actual moves so. yeah I mean sp- speaking of 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 mentorship I mean in studio we, we we've got a brother um who who's focusing on 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 mentorship. Um, and, and doing a difference within entrepreneurs, especially in the township, um, space. Um, Elvis, do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us quickly who you are and what is that you do? Um, hi everyone and thanks for having me, Tavo. Um, my name is Elvis. I run Ekasi Entrepreneurs, which essentially aim at empowering township entrepreneurs and creating platforms to connect township entrepreneurs with corporate South Africa mm. uh, and assisting them with access to resources, information, opportunities, access to markets, access to finance, and access to mentors in, in, in training and development. Okay. How important is mentorship, though, for, for township entrepreneurs? I think, look, you need some sort of guidance from where you're going. And I think that there are people that have walked that path that you're actually trying to actually work and you need people that are going to tell you not to actually make the same mistakes. Mm. I think mentorship is it's very vital. Sometimes you find that you don't have specifically saying that this person is your mentor to be able to look at everything within your business, but you look at a, a portfolio of mentors where there's a specific mentor that is actually um, assisting you within finance, one within marketing, one within actually networks. So there are different people that I think now mentorship is becoming more fluid to say to not say oh, it's just one person, but it's actually like a village that mm. is actually building you to actually to where you want to go. Yeah. So guys, maybe because uh, you know I've realized people throw mentor mentor. You know, I've heard. Um, I mean, I watch I watched this interview Judas Malema interview uh, when I think when it was the judges or the uh, commissioner or something. This guy says, "Tell us what's your relationship with this businessman." He says, "No, eh, he was my mentor. He would come, he would come to school, and this and this." So now Julius Malema started breaking him down to say, "Okay, break it down. You know, what does it mean? No, would you go to his house? Would you sit with him? He would give you money. He would do this and this." Do you understand? And he says, "No, right now I've got people that watch me um, speak at rallies and this and this and this. They cannot all of a sudden put me in their CVs as a mentor. When are you put a mess? Do you understand?" Mm-hmm. And for me as well, I've had people that tag me on social media. They say I'm a, I'm a their mentor, and I've never met this person. I've never even spoken to them. So it's a way that easily gets thrown around. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So that's why for me, it's guys classifying or justifying mentors. Or what is this mentor, you know, shape or that that easily gets thrown um, around? Maybe Butle, you wanna give us your insight? Yeah. So. I think it's a very important thing, and I agree with you that it's a word that gets very easily thrown around. And for me, how I define a mentor is somebody who is, uh, in order to keep a mentor vested, they have to have some kind of interest in your business. So they need to somehow be involved as an investor, if it's possible to get them on an, on an investing level, mm-hmm. or they need to be involve actively in some kind of decision-making process that you go through in that particular business. Because if you are just going to meet them 
um, once every six months to just give them progress, but they're not putting in any input and directing and guiding you or putting in money that's on the table to say, hey, how's my money doing? Then that person has has sort of no obligation to point you in the right direction and, and, and to really give of themselves more than just, um, you know, a, hey, a pat on the back to say, hey, you're doing well. You know, you've got to have that kind of... Mm. that. Obligation. That kind of commitment yeah. tool We call it a commitment tool in game theory yeah. That makes a person actually realize that Hey, I've got something invested in this person yeah. Tandera, you're shaking your head Give us Yes, your point. I actually fully agree with, with him mm. um, When I actually think of the mentors that I have It's people that I also do business with mm. So even if you come uh, with you know an idea or a proposal um, Somehow you have to have something that's going to be in it for them because that's the only way they'll actually be keen and, mm. uh, you know, um, uh, looking forward to actually meeting you, you know, mm. uh, because if it's just because sometimes, unfortunately, you, you meet um, youngsters and then they'll say, can you mentor me? And then my next question is, okay, so what are you studying? What is it that, you know, um, that you're looking at doing? Mm. And then you'll find someone that is uh, doing marketing or something not non-property related yeah. that would want me to mentor them just because simply they feel that they want to achieve a certain, you know, um, uh, um, like level of lifestyle that they perceive, you know, um, hmm. not knowing that, you know, um, there's, with regards to mentorship, you have to make sure that you, you go to industry related people that are going to give you information that is going to be beneficial to you, um, and beneficial to what it is that you want to do or, um, uh, um, uh, venture into. You see what you've started now. You've started discussion of mentors. But then I think we must have a show, uh, around mentor. Let, let, let's, let's break down this mentorship and you must come back for that. Okay. Obviously, I'm, I'm more than willing to come back. I oh. think mentorship is quite an important yeah. issue and that a lot of people will need for them to go through a specific path and actually succeed. Okay. Okay. Quickly then tell us, you're having a launch as well? Oh, so we're having what we call the Township Business Investment Summit. Uh, this is happening on the 6th and 7th of June. This is next week, Wednesday and Thursday at the Soweto Theatre. And essentially, the aim of the, of the summit is not just about having a, yet another talk shop, uh, kind of event. Uh, but the idea is to say, how are we investing and directing resources into the township? How do we make sure that we invest in the skills of township entrepreneurs? How do we make sure that we support township entrepreneurs with regards to uh, buying from township entrepreneurs? How do we make sure that we actually invest in infrastructures that actually are there in the township uh, to make sure that entrepreneurs are able to actually operate and do businesses in the township? How do we cre come up with innovative ways of accessing funding? Because a lot of black entrepreneurs and township entrepreneurs have challenges in, in accessing funding with regards to your commercial funding institution where they'll take you literally through a whole lot of hoops for you to be able to get the funding. So we're looking at saying, how do we now work with stock files and like your, 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 your different kind of investment where you, 
entrepreneurs can be able to have access to funding. There are a lot of people that are going to be doing presentations with who, where they're giving different information around how to get access to funding that is actually uh, very innovative. Um, essentially, I think the two days is going to be modeled more around the enterprise development and saying how, what is, how is South, South African corporate and government actually investing in touchable entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and what is actually touchable entrepreneurs looking for when they talk about support. I think a lot of corporates and a lot of government goes into the township and run projects that are, they've not yet researched. They just that think are, and that assume. That are not bringing value to the township. True. That yeah. are not bringing value. So they become white elephants where they do not research this information to understand what do actually entrepreneurs mm. need. Um, and also the element of saying that township entrepreneurs and urban entrepreneurs are different. How do we now get to come up with innovative ways to be able to support them? I like that. Um, how do we create infrastructure that actually can be able to work in the touch of entrepreneurs? But the biggest part is actually a lot of corporates, a lot of government have the perception that touch of entrepreneurs is only your chisanyama, your, your spaza shops, your, 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 your car washes and everything. <laughs> so we're having the pitching challenge where we had opened our applications in the past week where people applied and we did the adjudication tonight or tomorrow morning. We're actually going to announce the top 15 that are actually going to pitch at the at the township in, uh, innovation so we're looking at businesses that are within the in manufacturing the agro businesses that can be able to be scalable and can be able, that, that the investment ready mm. where different investors that are actually coming through can be able to see the, the potential in these guys and be able to say you know what i want to be able to assist in this and this and this and yeah. that. we have quite a lot of numbers of venture capitals uh and private investors and different funding Institutions that are like I said that are very unconventional from the commercial banking, where they're looking at how do we now invest in scalable businesses that are actually coming from the township, and how do we connect them to procurement mm. opportunities okay. uh, in the different corporate. Okay. There's someone that's listening that wants to come. Where can they get information? Okay, so we have our website where it has all the information. It's called www.townshipinvestments.co.za, or they can WhatsApp. For information uh, and WhatsApp, the number is 061 420 1873. Or they can get tickets at Amagig, which is com mm-hmm. or at the Soweto Theater. Is it, is it, is it, is it a price to get it? There is a price. So there are two different ways. So there's a price to be able to, sub, to, to attend the summit, mm-hmm. which is 150 per day mm-hmm. or 250 for both days. But to, uh, to, to, uh, to visit the exhibition stand, it's actually open for, for the, for the public. So we're going to be having exhibition stands outside. We're going to be having food stalls. We're actually going to be having entertainment bus from Zinto. Yeah. Uh, the, the Gauteng Kondi Ishishini Lako bus will be there for people to be able to register their businesses, be able to get all the different kind mm. of compliances. So we have quite a lot of activities that yeah. are going to be happening g- g- outside. Give us the date again. Of the 6th and the 7th of June. Next week, Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, of June. Ladies, lady and gents, um, thank you for coming um, to the show. Quickly, for people that want to get a hold of you. Um, They can catch me on um, Facebook, Levi Slava, on Twitter, Levi Slava, and next week the website will be on PropertyPick, www.propertypick.co.za. So it'll be on next week. It'll be live, so go check it out. Okay. Uh, with me, it's Tandega Nombanjiji. That's uh, my surname is N O M B A N J I N J I. That's on Instagram and Facebook. Mm. Um, our office line is zero double one zero two one one double two nine.
my brother and for me they can catch my email address buhle at africapureproperty.com buhle at africapureproperty.com dot com no thank you guys for, for coming I'm gonna be bringing you guys back to the show I think we didn't do justice uh, we need a part two of the show I don't know are you guys available yeah. No, definitely. definitely. Well, well arranged properly. But if ever you've just joined in, you missed out on an exciting discussion that we had around the real state of property in South Africa. You can always go to www.cliffcentral.com to podcast and actually download the podcast or download the Cliff Central app to actually listen up. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Bears. My name is Debahoma Fordy with my boy, Bulalani Bala Bala. We out. This is cliffcentral.com.